Welcome to Reconciling Grace, a program where church leaders discuss various topics from the Bible. During the discussions, there may or may not always be agreement from every panel member on every point, but there is full agreement on the fact that the way to God the Father is through the reconciling grace of Jesus Christ. Welcome to another episode of Reconciling Grace. This is Pete Vecchi. I'm Associate Pastor at Christway Community Church in Pleasantville, Ohio. And with me today is Pastor Don McDonald, who is the semi-retired pastor at Danforth Reformed Church, Danforth, Illinois. And Don, it's just the two of us today. Something about pastoral schedules and and other pastors, and uh, it just kind of happens, even if it's not summer, huh? You know, it's just life. Life is picking up all over the place. And, and I know we want to talk about Thanksgiving, Pete. And today is a day where... You either have a choice of being extremely angry and frustrated or thankful for what you have. And my car, I have a 2015 Chrysler 300. I bought it with 24,000 on it. It's at 154,000. Have not had anything wrong with it till now. Yep. And I found myself saying, okay, I have two attitudes I could have here. One of anger, why is this doing this? Or the other being one of thanksgiving for the service the car has given me. Sure. And and I, I chose the latter when I went into uh, the dealership rather than being all upset with them because the car would not turn off. I could get it to accessory and stop the engine, but it stayed on. And it had an error code and it stuff just didn't make sense in the car. Short story, they cleared the memory. We'll see what happens right now. It's fine. But it sort of fit into today's, because I was thinking about today's topic with reconciling grace, that when you choose Thanksgiving as a life attitude, things go a lot more easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've I've heard the saying, and I've used it a number of times, because believe me, I need to hear it a number of times yeah. to try to have an attitude of gratitude. Yes, yes. You know, and, and I've had the my one dear saint here at church has gone through some horrific stuff in her life and just in last this last six months, especially. And she used to always say, she still says to me for the record, you know, Pastor Mac, when it's getting really dark and really tough, I start literally writing a list of the things that are concerning me and things I need to give thanks for. And she says, nine times out of 10, the list of Thanksgiving is longer than the list of concerns. Yeah, absolutely. You know, one of the things that I like to do, and I I hope this isn't taking it away from anywhere where you're wanting to head with this. One of the things I I pray the Lord's prayer often. And as I pray the Lord's prayer, I expand and expound through my prayer time on that. And when I get to the point of give us today our daily bread, that's really a prayer of thanksgiving because one of the first things I'm doing is remembering how often the Lord has given us our daily bread, remembering to be thankful for the the things that sometimes we take for granted for food and drink and clothing and shelter. You know, none of these things are things we should take for granted. Every one of them is something that God has given us. And and it's just one of those things that it makes me humbled. And and appreciative for the things that we have, 
Right. Especially when I look at the world today and find that there are places, you know, right now, as, as we're talking in the news, there's all kinds of uh, trouble in the Middle East, you know, and yes. people who yes. are losing their 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 homes, losing their lives, obviously. But, um, you know, we we are we are blessed. It seems like we had a we had an RG reconciling grace called We Are Blessed not long ago. too. I, I think we did. I think yeah. you are correct. But but I think the undergirding of it is. Approaching life is is all about attitude, you know, and and how you want to approach it. Um, my brother died of ALS about two years ago. He was only fifty seven, and just this past vacation, we went out to New Hampshire to see his widow. And the widow basically said, "Listen, we're going to celebrate Dave. He was cremated." So they spread ashes uh, where this mag they planted a magnolia in in his honor in this backyard of the the stepdaughter he was close with and you could just feel a sense of rather than sadness it it became a, a time of celebration and thanksgiving for what dave did for that family you know because yeah. he he came into it when these kids were approaching adolescence it was sort of awkward but you know just to hear them say hey we were thankful for this and we were thankful for that with dave and dave was unique this way um, it, it really set the tenor of that time to be joyful and thankful for the yeah. time that my brother had spent there. And, and again, when I'm thinking about Thanksgiving and the Thanksgiving season, I always, as a pastor, try to, uh, I'll go with this, put it this way, push the agenda that Thanksgiving is a life lifelong pursuit and that we have one day to give thanks does not make sense to me. Right. You know, that that we only set one day aside for that when, you know, um, it's it's that whole thing. You know, First Thessalonians 5, I, I was looking it up, Pete, and, you know, starting at verse 16, it says, Rejoice always, pray continually, and here's the part that always catches me. Give thanks in all circumstances. Yeah. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And I, when I do pastoral care with people, that in all circumstances, that's a hard one. It is. It is. Because, I mean, there are times, I mean, you know, you talked about your car today. You talked about your brother's passing away. Um, you know, when somebody passes away, it's hard. That's difficult. That is, you know, you're going to grieve. You're going to go through these times of sadness. Um, at the same time, it's not wrong. I mean, you have to grieve. You know, you have the background in counseling. You know the right. people who grieve right. and all that stuff. Right. And um, at the same time, I think it is helpful to remember the good times, um, to remember what these people were like. Because how many times have you heard them say, so-and-so would have not wanted you to be crying over them. They would have wanted you to have a good time. They wanted you to remember the good times and that kind of stuff. Correct. And nine times out of ten, that's probably the right the right thing that uh, they would have liked. But uh, so it's hard to sometimes have that attitude all the time, but you know, we, we are, we are emotional people. I mean, we're made, you know, in, in that way we have emotions. Correct. Jesus wept. I mean, that's what the Bible says. That long Bible verse in John eleven thirty five. 35, Jesus wept. <laughs> and one of the things that we um, need to understand there is that, uh, that doesn't mean a he had a little bit of a little bit of you know small tear running down his face. Wept. The the verb there is meaning like very 
heavy crying, you know? Right, right. So there is truly sad emotions, but at the same time, Jesus was a thankful person. Yes, yes. And 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 I think that's the thing that, you know, comes to my mind with a season of Thanksgiving. And, and I choose a reason, I choose intentionally the word season of Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. You know, that as when we go into November, my opening uh, video is you know the harvesting taking place i I shot it with my uh drone which right now isn't working i'm having withdrawals um (laughs) that you know you you're seeing the corn and the bean being harvested and you're seeing it in the elevator and usually i start showing that video november the first sunday in november so rather than just having it at thanksgiving you set the tenor for the month of november to have a sense of thanksgiving so by the time you get to thanksgiving eve because that's when we'll do our community service it's more like you've lived an advent season of thanksgiving Hmm. crowned by the thanksgiving eve service yeah the the culture yeah the culture doesn't make that easy to do either does it because you know once you get to halloween you're you're dealing with christmas you know and uh it's i I don't mean to be you know be just being silly with that but i like what you're saying because the original Thanksgiving, at least Thanksgiving itself, believe it or not, was not a, a, a sacred holiday. It was a, it was a government holiday. And it was one of those things where it's good that the church is celebrating it, I think. But what you said about the harvest and stuff, it, it, it it's the, the harvest is the result of all this time, all the, from the time of, of, of tilling the ground and planting the seed and watering and, 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 you know, weeding and things like that. And so to have a season, I really like that idea. So I didn't mean to interrupt you if you were going to go somewhere else with that. Oh, no, I, I agree with you on that, Pete, because, you know, um, I, I think one of the things that I've learned to give thanks for is the passage of time, which is weird because many yeah. people fear the passage of time. Many people, you know, I, I was telling Chris this at dinner today that, one of the things that I experienced in celebrating my brother and bringing back, we brought back a lot of his personal effects that were tied to my grandparents and what they taught him in life is, you know, you 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 hold on to these things thinking you can go back in time almost. That type of attitude, you know, I can go back in time because I got this stuff. And the reality is you can't. So what do you do with these keepsakes? I always find myself saying, give thanks. Chris and I were talking about it today, and she brought it up pretty aggressively in her own right. Give thanks for the times you did have. And each of those keepsakes points to a memory that you're thankful for. You know, give thanks in all circumstances. But that took some processing. I had 17 hours to drive back, so I had a lot of processing time. Um yeah, but, but that's the thing that, you know, when I was saying about Thanksgiving and having, you know, reconciling grace talk about a little bit is, is that we don't slow down enough to treasure the things we are thankful for, the simple things, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, the warmth of the sun, the beauty of the leaves, you know, when, when we ran New Hampshire, one of the reasons we did in October is my brother said, you need to come out in the fall and see the colors, you know? So I thought, well, even though Dave wasn't there, 
it was like we were celebrating with him anyways, the beauty of the fall colors in the mountains, because I'd never been in mountains during the fall to see the colors. And they were pretty good. You could tell they had a dry season, too, uh, in terms of spring and summer. But just to take all that in and realize the awesomeness of God's creativity. Yeah. And the colors and, and the awesomeness of we still have a very special relationship with Dave's widow. Um, we just took everything in. We celebrated. We talked about life. And uh, I think that's something that um, you mentioned about. Uh, we go right basically from Halloween into Christmas. And this is a squirrel comment for the record. Um, I go into one of our major lumber home improvement stores. You look over to the left and it's Halloween and Christmas at the same time. Mm. I'm having the most difficult time with that. And I, I find myself going, okay, Lord, we're thankful that at least they recognize Christmas and the fun times of Halloween. That's how I try to keep that thankful yeah. attitude, you know, but it, it almost, I was kidding my wife, I said, it almost feels like this could be a horror flick, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, it almost sounds like one of the things that you're saying, um, without maybe actually saying it yet, is maybe part of gratitude is appreciating the moment, living in the moment. Yeah. Um, because when I think about the times when I seem least thankful, it seems like I'm mostly impatient. And if I'm impatient, it's usually because I'm looking ahead to something that I'm wanting to have happen rather than looking at that moment. Now, again, I, I don't want to minimize the fact that there are people who are going through horrible things right now. And, and you're not always going to feel thankful. And there's nothing wrong with not always feeling thankful. But, you know, when we get aggravated at the everyday things of life, um, you know, you talked about your car. You know, I'm I'm a wonderfully patient person, generally speaking, unless I'm behind the wheel of a car, you know, and yeah. somebody's just not um, driving the way that I want them to be driving near me. I don't, I'm not like, uh, you know, any kind of road rage or anything, but I sure get myself impatient at times. Right. Um, and, you know, the, the point is, if I could just be in the moment, maybe it would help me be more just thankful and appreciative of everything, you know, instead of worrying about why they, why they cut me off, maybe I should be thankful there's a road and a car that I can drive, you know, so <laughs> it's living in the moment. Maybe that's kind of where I was going and what I was hearing from you. And I think there's that truth that because because I, I get the whole you're looking forward to something. Sometimes you're so busy looking forward, you forget what you just missed. Mm -hmm. You know, that 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 part of the process of living is there. And, and I find, Pete, that, you know, slowing down and living in the moment means you allow yourself to realize how awesome God is in creating that moment. Yeah. It becomes spiritual in its own right. Mm -hmm. Um and and I'm lousy at it. I'll admit I'm not because I'm not a I am not a slow thinker. I'm a very random high speed thinker in my brain. So it's hard for me to slow down and just take in 
what's happening because I want to be over at point B or I want to look at point C or, oh yeah, I was supposed to be back at point A. It's hard for me to stay in the moment. And and I think, you know, I when we did our um, wedding anniversary in June, the one thing I really strove to do, because it's very rare now that all of our kids are together. They're, they're all busy in life. My youngest is busy in some type of rock genre. I don't know what it is. He's chastised me a couple of times for putting him in the wrong genre. So I'm not even going to attempt it. Um, my other one is he's laying bricks and he's in two, three music groups and he's involved in a restaurant part time. The other one's busy in clinical counseling. She has her full clinical counseling. You know, so to get us all together now in one place is impossible. Yeah. And so what happened was, and I was thinking of you, Peter, on this one, because the first time Pete, uh, when I came to Danforth, Pete, you sang at my installation service. Yeah, I remember that. Which is now almost 30 years ago. I can't believe that. It doesn't seem that. And you were sitting on our front porch with the folding chairs going, boy, this feels like Mayberry RFD, you know, sitting on the front porch looking out. Well, now, 20, 30, no, yep, 30 years later almost, all my children with their significant others were sitting on that front porch. And number one, I thought of you, Pete, a very <laughs> RFD. And, and number two was I just listened and bathed myself in their laughter and mm -hmm. in their storytelling and, and in the moment. And, and I was like, Lord, this is your moment. Thank you. You yeah. know, and, and I think... If, if sometimes in, the, in my sermons, I'll put in life application thoughts. You know, I agree with Pete. Not every time is easy to give thanks when you're dealing with the failing health of a loved one, when you're dealing with those type of things. But you also have to understand in those times that are tough that you still see God. Mm -hmm. And when you see God, give thanks that he is on the throne. If yeah. that's the least you can do. You know, um, I had a parishioner whose husband passed away of leukemia years and years and years ago. And I'd go in and I'd look at him and, you know, my grandfather being from Scotland, I always said it in a Scotch way and then cleaned it up. Didn't he worry? The Lord is on the throne. In other yeah. words, don't worry. The Lord is always there in some form. And even as she faced the passing of her spouse, she says, at least I can give thanks that the Lord is on the throne. Yeah. And that's 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 great. I, I I really I really like that, um, and I'm not disagreeing at all. I I I just know that for me, I think I'm kind of like you. I tend to, you use the word squirrel, you know, right, in, right. in your mind. You know, right. there's a squirrel. I, I I just have to share this one because it, it was literally within the past several days that uh, another pastor friend of mine was writing something on the internet, and he says, he says it's got to be me because. I was just sitting here talking to the Lord about how I need to be able to concentrate better in prayer. And I looked out the window and a squirrel came up to it. <laughs> and I was kind of like, and as I said, I had to write back to him because literally two days earlier, I was in prayer and kind of talking about the same thing. And three young squirrels started playing around the tree right outside my window. So, uh, you know, I had to have a little thankfulness there and have a little joke with God, you know. And, you know, I, I think God has a sense of humor at times. But um, at the same time, it, it is hard 
to be thankful, especially in the midst of yes. things. You know, looking back, yeah. I, I'll use your brother's uh, death as an example. I know how hard that was on you at the time. And I know that he was being the one who was being thankful and having the good attitude. Not that you were having a bad attitude, but I think it was harder on you in some ways than it was on him at the time because he seemed to be accepting of it. And not that you weren't accepting of it, but, you know, you, you guys were close and, you know, you had, you know, it was hard for you to to accept, not accept, but I mean, hard for you to deal with at the time. But now that two years has passed is what I'm getting at. Yeah. It's yeah. easier to be thankful now two years later. And then again, I can't stress enough that I thought that you, you handled it fantastically, honestly, but um, you know, it, it's, it's probably slightly easier to deal with it now, two years later. I think, okay, I, a couple of things, semi, not squarely, but squarely, you know, I raised David, I was sort of like a parent, that's number one, so that put a unique spin on that relationship. Sure. I think number two on the list was how he kept thanking me for how I gave up my childhood to care for him. Mm. So there was almost that element of thankfulness as he faced ALS. And at the time, he didn't know he was dying of ALS till two weeks before yeah. he died. So it was, it was a little frustrating that way. And, and I think number three, that really came to mind that he and I both understood from my father in particular is emotions are something that God gives us so that we can experience the world as God wants us to. Hmm. Say that again. I think that we should quote that one. Emotional Emotions, both sad and happy, are emotions that God gives us to experience the world. Okay. That, that they're not bad. You know, I broke down in tears when my kids gave me a gift uh, for Thor at Christmas. And I didn't totally apologize for the emotions. Thor, by the way, is your is your dad's it boat. Is dad's boat that I still right. have. Right. Um, thank you. Um so it was like, hey, it's cool. If if I don't have these emotions, then I really didn't love my brother and that these emotions are all right. Um and, and I think that's something that when we're thinking about Thanksgiving. Maybe part of it is because you said something interesting about, you know, the element of joy and laughter. What I've tried to instill in my legacy of ministry is God wants us to be happy. Look at David when they brought in, you know, the Ark of the Covenant. He danced before, granted in his underwear, got his wife a little upset. <laughs> um, but that sense of joy is as much important and and noise make a joyful noise unto the lord yeah you know that that part of the experience of being in christ is just as important as the reverence just as important as the sadness and sometimes i think we forget in the in in the reformed world i don't know about the nazarene world Pete, but in the reformed world we downplay joy so much that it almost becomes something we almost ignore rather than enjoy. Yeah. I don't know that the Nazarenes would be one way or the other, honestly. Um, I know that 
one of the big things is the Church of the Nazarene historically has been, you know, where we preach entire sanctification, where we preach mm-hmm. the fact that that we believe that um, when when you're still in this earth, that God can literally change your spirit to um, the the fact that not that you can't sin anymore, but that your natural disposition changes from one of naturally sinning to one of naturally following God in his ways. Right. Now, you still have the freedom to sin, but when you do sin, it's because you've gone against what your natural tendency would be now. Right. So. That's kind of the way we put it. And because of that, I think that our our historical way of looking at it is that we're more joyful people. And and, and honestly, and I'm I'm just gonna be, you know, lay it out here. Yeah. One of the things that I um realized back in the early eighties, I didn't get when I gave my life to to Christ fully back in September of nineteen eighty, and I and I started exploring Christianity, you know, in a much more serious way. Um, one of the things that I realized is that growing up Roman Catholic, and this is not against the Roman Catholics or whatever, it was stressed, kind of like what you're talking about in the Reformed Church, about how it's always about sin, how you're always sinning, how you're always having to confess, how no matter right. what you do, you're not good enough. And and I just felt like I was just kind of kept down and kept down and kept down. And it was really good for me to experience the fact that, hey, I can have joy in the Lord and I can, I can, um, you know, experience his favor. Not that I deserve it. Again, you know, I'm still not saying I deserve it, but that the fact is that, you know, we, we can live under grace and we can be thankful for that grace. And here we are back to being thankful. And, and, that, and I think that's the point that really, I always say, uh, of my people when as they come into the building this the one entrance is it, church was built in the mid 50s so it has sort of that aviance of the mid 50s but um it says enter with thanksgiving mm-hmm. as you come in because one of the tenets of our confessions the heidelberg confession the last one the whole section is built on gratitude that you walk the faith Everything you do is out of gratitude, i.e. the Ten Commandments. You do them out of gratitude. You don't do them because you have to, because Jesus makes us makes us perfect, as it were, in the Father's presence. Um, and, and I think that's the thing that really comes to my mind when it comes to joy, is realizing what Jesus has done for you. And bathe yourself in that joy and enjoy those moments, you know, mm-hmm. Um and I guess because I'm semi-retired, I'm starting to feel the this could be my last of doing this. This could be my last of doing that motif in my thinking that now I'm really slowing down. I just had two people join church and it, it was like, man, I better just enjoy it. Take it in because someday I'm not going to be doing that anymore. Yeah. I like I like what you said about the entering the church. I, I had to look it up. It's in Psalm 100, verse 4. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. You know, so you guys are being biblical there and everything, you know. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, I like what you're saying about that whole... Um, that whole idea about it might be the last time. And you know, the truth is we never know when it will be. You know, yeah. I, I, I remember a, a pastor of mine probably 30 years ago, 
20 years ago now. I don't, I remember who the pastor was. I just don't remember how long ago it was who said during a sermon that he was reminded that every pastor is going to preach his final sermon once. And he wants yes. to make sure that when he preaches his final sermon, he said what the Lord wanted him to say, you know, and, and that's, that's interesting because, you know, it could happen to anybody, you know, heaven forbid it happens unexpectedly. I mean, I, I heard about a pastor just, you know, in our district of the church of the Nazarene within the last year or so, who passed away right after the service on Sunday yeah. morning, you know, uh, he was retired. I don't know if he actually preached that morning or what, but, but he was, you know, he was not the senior pastor then at the time, but still right. it just got me to realize that you just never know. So enjoy uh, what you're doing and, and, um, and experience it and, and have that joy in Thanksgiving. Well, one of the things semi sidebar, um, is I, I went to a preaching seminar. I think it was Billy Graham's thing up in Minneapolis, if I'm not mistaken, but that's over 30 years ago now, um, that really you should preach each sermon as it's your last sermon because you're not sure when it's going to be your last sermon. Yeah. You know, that that that's something. And I, I think that tweaks towards giving thanks in all circumstances because you you understand the wonderful gifts you've been given mm -hmm. that you you do it with thanksgiving and you do it with joy and you know i i just did a funeral of a dear saint where every time i went to see her you know before her dementia got really bad we spent more time laughing and enjoying each other's company than we did anything else sure so needless to say when i approached her funeral I tried to approach it with that joy that she had shared with me that I knew she had shared with her family because she had a great sense of humor. Um, so it it when I think about Thanksgiving, like we began, Pete, the, the one thing it keeps coming back to is it's a lifestyle, really is what we're saying. It's mm -hmm. a lifestyle. And it doesn't mean that when you're dealing with the reality of death, you're Pollyanna. Oh yeah, everything's great. No, you can say, Hey, I'm sad. I'm grieving. I'm missing my brother. But I can also say with Thanksgiving, Hey, listen, the time I did have with him was great. Mm -hmm. And it's not just about death and it's not just about, you know, it, it could be everyday life. And I think we've, we've talked about that a little bit too today. Right. Um, and, and I mean, I think really these are probably good words for us to be getting to the point of winding things up um because it's thanksgiving you know we think of it as a holiday right. and, and i like the fact that it's more than one day the way that you put it i really like that i mean i've actually seen people um write down what is thanksgiving oh it's the it's the f's it's food family football and um or the three f's food family and football or something like that and that's you know that's what it's all about uh, I beg to differ. Thanksgiving, you know, if you don't, if you don't thank God for it, in fact, that's, that's, again, as I said, it was a secular holiday in a sense, because it was started by the, the secular government, but it was a time to thank God. And you know, when that was going on, it was going on during the Civil War was when Abraham Lincoln, mm -hmm. um, you know, established that as a national holiday, as the, as the, uh, you know, the, the Thursday in, in November, that um, he said, let's have a national holiday for, of thankfulness. During the midst of the Civil War, okay, let's so let's put it in perspective here. Hey, Peter. Yes, it said in all circumstances. That's right. That's right. That's right. So, 
Well, in all circumstances, even when it's just two of us doing reconciling grace, how about that? <laughs> it would have really been interesting, I think, to hear the the um, perspectives of the other two guys who have joined us. But again, they both had um, other other things they had to do tonight. Uh, but I've enjoyed our talk. It's always good for me to just talk with you because, you know, I am thankful for you as a good friend and for somebody who has been able to share all these many years since the mid 1970s, you know, with with all these uh, memories and stuff. And then it's 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 almost all the time when when I think of my friend Don that it, it's 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 a happy occasion. You know what I'm saying? Agreed. Ditto. Yeah. So, Same yeah. here. Same here. So um, with that in mind, we are just wish you all happy Thanksgiving Um and not just Thanksgiving Day, but happy Thanksgiving month. And you know what? How about happy Thanksgiving life attitude? How's that? Amen. Attitude of gratitude. So with that, I think we're going to go ahead and get ready to close out. So for my friend, uh, Pastor Don McDonald for Danforth Reformed Church in Danforth, Illinois. This is Pastor Pete Vecchi, associate. I always have to say adjunct associate pastor for uh Christway Community Church in Pleasantville, Ohio. It's been our joy and privilege to be with you for Reconciling Grace. And we want to say thank you for being with us during this episode of Reconciling Grace. God bless. This has been Reconciling Grace. If you have a comment or a question for our panel, or if you would like to invite one or more of our panelists to share with your church or group, please send an email to rg at faithandfriendsradio.com. And thank you for listening to Reconciling Grace. Reconciling Grace.